When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Tripe Supper. Uh, we're going to talk strikers after I talk Aranka's comments on Saturday that, that Borough have the best three strikers in the Championship. Phil, Vic, agree? Well, it's an interesting one because in terms of pure stats, I guess they're not the best three, are they? You know, they're, not, they're not at the top of the goal-scoring charts in the Championship. They're not, anywhere, they're not anywhere near the top for that matter. I mean, Grant Ledbet is the highest scorer at the club at the moment. But I think what I talk Aranka was referring to was their, their ability as footballers and the fact that he sees them as players who will, if Borough go up like we hope they will go up, they will be the sort of players that can adapt to the, to the Premier League. Now, we've seen in the past strikers score 25 goals a season in the Championship. I'm thinking of people um, who was the lad at Leeds who went to Everton. Um, somebody help me out here. Um, Beckford. Jermaine, awesome, yeah, yeah, Jermaine Beckford. Um, now he and, and I think the same might apply with Ross McCormack actually mm. another Leeds player who's gone into the Premier League it's a massive step up and sometimes the strikers that score 25 goals in the Championship don't always adapt to life in the Premier League and other players who perhaps haven't set the world on fire in terms of statistics in the Championship turn out to be the better long term bet going forward so I understand people who say, well, they're not top of the goal-scoring chart, so what's the manager on about? But I think if you look at the bigger picture, I think it's footballers and, and the potential issue. I mean, Patrick Bamford, I will come on to in a minute, it looks to me like every inch a Premier League player further down the line when he, you know, his, his development's been incredible and he's got much, much more to come from him. I think there's more to come from Kike. Uh, and again, we'll touch on him. And Yannick Vossen is probably the one player out of the three that I'm yet to be totally convinced by. But we saw at Millwall, for example, that when he's when he's in the mood, he's a formidable player. Yeah, obviously, Karanka's when he says they're the best strikers, he doesn't necessarily mean they're the best in terms of uh, straightforward goal scoring. He means they're the best fit to the team that he has, and, and uh, you know they have the skill set that, that work with his squad, and that's why he set out in the summer to buy particular players. Uh, in terms of the goals, uh, I've got some stats here. I mean, Bournemouth's top two strikers are Wilson and Pittman, who've got 13 and 7. Uh, Ipswich have got Murphy on 17 and McGoldrick on 7. Derby have got Martin on 15 and Russell on 6. And uh, Borough have got Bamford on 7 and Kike on 6. I mean, there looks like there's a gap there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about the whole, the whole team, the whole team mix. And if you throw Ledbetter as the next best scorer in with his 10, uh, the other two teams' next scorers have both only got three. So, although the goals, when you when you write it down and you say, well, you know, uh, uh, Brit As- Asalomba has got 17 goals, that doesn't necessarily make Forest a better team than Borough. It's about how the unit as a whole works. The accumulative target. And, goals. for instance, I know Kike's been getting a lot of stick because he's not scoring goals, but if you actually watch what he does for the team in terms of dropping deep, holding the ball up, uh, he can hold off, hold off a, a whole posse of defenders and come out with the ball and play it off, lay it off to another player. And that's a really valuable skill. And it's a skill that makes the rest of the team tick. 
and it's all very well said that we're not scoring as many goals, but in terms of goal difference, there's only two teams got a better goal difference, and that's what puts you at the top of the table uh, rather than goals scored. And of the teams that have got a better goal difference, Derby's is only three better, and that can be overturned in one week. And we saw also, didn't we? I mean, you made the point, um, Dom, when we were talking about it, that um, if you'd offered Borough fans the players that are currently top of these goal-scoring yeah. charts um, at this very moment in time, it, back in the summer, would we have really wanted them? Chris Martin, uh, Asamba Longa, well, this maybe, is, this is, know, I think the championship Daryl Murphy, no, you could never have predicted that Daryl Murphy would be close to you know the first striker in the league to get 20 goals as he looks like he's going to. It's, it's funny, isn't it, the yeah. championship like that? Well, I think also what skewed the figures a little bit, what's probably skewed a few people's opinions in terms of Borough's goal scoring potentials, the last three away games, aren't they? Which Ipswich was a bad day at the office. Um, and then you look at Blackburn and Reading, two games you might feel on reflection Borough probably should have won and just didn't on the day have the scoring power. But, I mean, Karanka makes the point, and I think there is something in it, that the opposition goalkeepers tend to be the man of the matches. Now, is that bad finishing or good goalkeeping? Maybe it's a little bit of both. But, I mean, we've seen at home, goal scoring hasn't been a problem of late, and let's hope that continues. Um, you know, you know, people, people are currently pointing out the fact that Kiki has only scored something like 2 in 17, and that isn't... You know that that can't be ignored. That isn't a great statistic for a striker. But he hasn't sc- he hasn't started many of those games. Or two, you know, he certainly hasn't started all of those games, and he's contributed in a lot of those games. Vic points out that his build-up play is terrific. Some of the passes he he sees. You know, I'm thinking of the equaliser against Wigan when he played a fantastic one-two with Patrick Bamford. That return pass for that was sensational. And he's an all-round footballer, and I think Kike is a player who I'd like to see him start a little bit more. I've got to be honest, and um, try and find a way of getting both Kike and Bamford in the team at the same time because I think ultimately I think it's a case of getting your best footballers in the team, and it. I understand where Karanka is going with his selection policy, and I know I understand why he does things, but perhaps maybe he maybe is, you know, perhaps ignoring the fact that, you know, can he afford to keep a player as good as Kiki out of the team as as often he is as he is at the moment? Where does Lee Tomlin stand at the minute then? You know, there's talk of these three strikes, and Tomlin hasn't been hasn't has had as much game time as, as he'd have liked, has he, over recent weeks? Is he still in Karanka's thoughts? He clearly is. Uh... Uh, and I think he has the potential to be a very good player and a game changer but I think the criticism of him would be that perhaps he only does it for 45 minutes in a game and he, he does fade quite badly and if he doesn't start well and, and get a grip in the game early on he almost struggles to get up to the pace of the game but I mean we saw at Liverpool for instance that you know if he wants to play he can play you know he, he, he has some nice touches and he, you know, he put himself about so yes he, he's very much part of the squad I think I mean, the problem he has, obviously, is that uh, Bamford and, and Vossen are, are, are alternating up in that hole, and there's a lot of movement there already. And it's about picking the best player, the best uh, uh, on ability at that moment, and also in terms of what the other team's going to do. And I think with that, some of the recent games, I think it's been a little bit more physical and direct, and, and I think uh, he's. Karanka's gone for people who've got a little bit more pace and a little bit more guile 
uh, and play slightly further up the pitch. So at the minute he's not getting in, but we know we know from Karanka that if you are doing it in training, he will give you a shot. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I mean, I never saw Karanka as a, as a manager who would necessarily play players out of position, but at the moment when you look at the three who play behind the striker, it's not always horses for courses, is it? You, you right, you know, you rightly pick out Tomlin. If you're going to play number ten, he's probably Burry's most natural number ten when he plays well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, recently, he's preferred to go with Vossen. With, and then Bamford's not really a right winger, but he's done terrifically well when he has played there. But that's not really his position. Um, and I think, I think partly the, one of the elephants in the room at the moment um, with Burr is probably Albert Adorma, who, for me, yeah, he hasn't done a lot wrong. Don't get me wrong, he's not playing badly, but he's not... You know, you, you look at the match and you, you kind of think, what did Albert do today? And, and that might be because he's got a more... A more onerous task of tracking back a lot more and working for the team, and I'm sure that's why he keeps getting picked because Karanga wouldn't be picking him if he wasn't doing his job. But you know, I mean, he had that chance against Reading where point blank header didn't put it away. That was a great chance. But other than that, I can't really think of what Albert brought to the party. And 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 I'm a fan of his because he's a game changer. So I'm not I'm not singling out. I think he's another player. You know, when we look at the second half of the season. I'd like to see him just maybe up his game ten percent, and perhaps with Carriol coming and pushing him, you know, and Wiltshire pushing for a starting position as well on the other flank. There may be a bit more, a bit more pressure on Reach and Adorma in particular. I'm going to say something controversial here. I think Albert's a better player now than he was a year ago. And again, this comes down to strikers and goals, and obviously people will always be measured by the number of goals they scored. And last year, Albert scored 12, and there's no taking away from that. But if we remember how, how Borough played last year, it, at times it was, it was rigid, it was turgid. Uh, we, you know, we had that long spell of uh, eight games without a goal, and the way they were playing was knocking the ball up long to, to Danny Graham, and then, and then uh, Albert and uh, Carriol would sort of buzz on and, and take the ball off, off Danny Graham, and that's where a lot of his goals came from, sort of playing off the big man up front. I think the team this year, the shape is better. I think we've got more going up front. And Albert is playing a completely different role. And I, I think it's been a sign of great maturity that he's adapted to a new role. I mean, someone facetiously said he was now playing as, a, uh, as an attacking right-back almost. I think, if you remember last year, the number of times that when the opposition winger or fullback went flying past Albert and he didn't track back, that doesn't happen now. He's a lot more tactically aware. He he's, takes responsibility for that flank and he's learnt to work really well with the fullback. And I think that's made Borough a tighter team at the back and also, I think, more fluid uh, up front as well because he's not rushing out of position. You know, his instinct is obviously a cavalier one to, He's a winger, you know, he likes to, to try and beat his man and get, go forward. But he's now accepted that there's other people up front that are making those moves and he's not. He's not rushing in, in and leaving a gap behind him. So I, I think he should. He deserves praise for the way he's changed his game. And it's another case of you can't just measure people's productivity by the number of goals they score. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I agree with most of what you say there. But what I would say is that, he, I mean, for example, on Saturday he put a, he put a great chance on you know on, on the player for Ritchie to score. He should Ritchie should have converted that cross. But, but when I look at Ritchie, I see Ritchie. Influence of the game in the final third, and at the moment, I don't really feel that Albert. He has improved his all-round game definitely, but I don't feel he's influencing the game in the final third, which is ultimately what he's on the pitch for, as often as perhaps he probably would like to do, and I, I think probably even the manager would like to do. I say it's not a massive issue because Borough 
Borough, you know, four points off the lead and, um, you know, a couple of wins away from being back in that top two again. And he's been part of a team that's been pushing for promotion all season. So he's not doing a great deal wrong, but I just think there is more to come from Albert. And uh, the other player who really is probably sat there thinking what ha- what's going to happen for me over the second half of the season will be Will Chuck. I was going to say, I was going to say, is Will surprised that he's had... Not he's struggled to break into the team, hasn't he? And um, <clears throat> it, obviously that incredible performance against Rotherham where he looked fantastic. But a couple of people pointed out that he had a quiet game at Blackburn. Didn't really go for him down there. I guess the role he's got at the moment is not one anyone would envy, which is the occasional appearance. It's very hard to make an impression. But of the forward players, there's got to be more to come from him, you would think. But the, the great thing is, you know, what an embarrassment of riches Borough have. You know, we talked about maybe they haven't got the best three strikers in terms of statistics at this very mo- great moment in time. But we know that carry-alls to come back. You can make so many permutations of those forward players at the moment. And a lot of clubs would be incredibly envious. Now, I guarantee you, if you put any of the Borough forward players on the open market, you'd be, you know, any any championship manager and probably a fair few Premier League managers would be straight in there with a bid at this present time. At the other end, Thomas Callas made his debut um, last weekend. Obviously, having signed from Chelsea, and it was, you know, it was a case of needs must in the end, wasn't it, with the injuries elsewhere? He impressed. He looked the part. I think he looked fantastic. Yeah, I think he was strong at the back when he needed to be. Put the good tackles in. He was reading the game, and, and fantastic engines. He made a couple of really good overlapping runs, and incredibly, for someone who hasn't played any football for the six months, you know, he still looked fresh and full of energy at the end. Well, it was a bit like when we first saw Ryan Fredericks, wasn't it? We've been that used to loan players in recent years coming in and underwhelming us, um, you know, particularly the players that Tony Mowbray had to take because they were literally all that he could get. Um, so at the moment we're seeing loan players coming in and they're really impressing. I mean, it's all right, it's his first game. You know, let, let's judge him after ten games, perhaps. But I thought he was very promising. Like Vic said, he, he, he looks like a footballer. He looks, he looks the ready-made article. He's only young, but he's not that young. I think he's he twenty-one, so he's not, a, he's not a complete bear. And he, he's come off a hard time in Cologne where he didn't make an impact and it didn't work out for him. And he's come into a new club. He speaks the language. He's physically strong. He looks mobile. He looks as though he could play in this division and, 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 and more than hold his own in this division. So, yeah, another touch wood. It works out another great signing. But, yeah, and, 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 and I felt when we saw Frederick straight away, you thought, he's a player who's yeah. going to be an asset to the club. And, you know, that, that's the great thing at the moment. The club is seeing there's a problem in the team and they're in a position to go out and do something about it. And, you know, people criticise the links with Chelsea and, the, you know, the, the relationship between Carranca and Pochettino, maybe. But it's paying dividends. You know, Borough, Borough are pulling in players that other clubs would give their, you know, give their left arms for. It's, um, it's, it's good to see. And the great thing is, if Borough, it's a long way off, but if Borough can win promotion, Borough might also get first choice on these players when they go up because they're going to be one year older, they're going to be one year more experienced, they're going to like the club. Everyone speaks highly of the club when they come here. They speak highly of Karanka, the training facilities, You know, the, a lot of them stay at Rockcliffe Hall Hotel. I mean, what's not to like about staying yeah. there when you're a young lad from abroad? So, um, you know, it, that, that, 
that recruitment policy at the moment is really paying dividends. I'm not saying every signing they've ever made has paid off over the last year, but no club can hold their hand up and say they've got every single signing right. But Callas looks at the moment to be a good buy. And briefly on Callas, obviously we talk about Fredericks coming back. Do you see Callas as providing competition at right back, or will he move across into centre when Fredericks is fit again? Well, I spoke to him today, and he says he sees himself primarily as a centre back, but he can play at right back, and he even said about he can play at left back. And he, he said it as if he could, if he felt perfectly comfortable. Should he needed, he can play there. He understands that the most pressing uh, thing at the minute is right back, and he, he's perfectly happy to get on with it. And as we saw, he looks more than competent in that position. 